flavor. Damn, damn, damn. Got my pocket full of sand, sand, sand. I don't really give a damn, damn, damn. You can read it in my hand. I don't really give a damn, damn, damn. Got my pocket full of sand, sand, sand. I don't really give a damn, damn, damn. You can read it in my hand. McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. What's up, Danny? Nothing, Al. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Just scrambling at the last right. second to get a stream going. Um, well, hey, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We are live now. The first stream just didn't work. Wouldn't connect to Rumble. And uh, so I had to scramble to set up a brand new one. People have found it. People are watching. We appreciate it. Thank you. Um, if you are watching, jump into the live chat and uh, yell and scream. Yes. A little bit. Here. Have some fun. Stomp um, your feet. Stomp your feet. Yeah. Let's talk about tonight, Danielle. Yeah, we do. However, right before the show, Danielle informed me that the Durham report had come out. I missed it completely. I haven't had a chance to read it. It's 360 odd pages, right? Yes. 312 or something. Some three something. North yeah. of three. Yeah. No way. I could read that and talk about it this evening. So that it's either going to have to wait to, if it's, if, if everybody's played it out by Thursday, we won't even cover it. But, um, if, uh, if listen, 360 something pages, anyone that's covering tonight hasn't read it. Right. And Al, honestly, and this is totally my bad. I didn't mention it to you until like I was sitting here reading it and made some sort of oblique comment about it. And you're like, are you talking about the report from a year ago? I honestly thought you had seen it and had made the decision not to talk about it tonight to give us time to read it, because typically that's what we would do. Right. So, yeah, no, that's my total bad. Like, I realize you have a life and a job and you were probably either working or driving because it came out at four o'clock your time. And after I mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, he was maybe probably working when that happened. So that was totally my bad. I apologize. Oh, it's not your fault. It's it's no one's fault. I missed it. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't have had time to read that this evening right. anyway. I just wouldn't have had time. Right. And And without reading it. I mean, all we can say is what everybody else is saying anyway, until we have time to read it. So precisely. However, we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about tonight. Say hi to our friends real quick, though. Uh, Joy's here. Hey, Joy. 
Uh, Janine's here. Sister. Hey, Janine. Hey, Janine. Peggy Brown is here. What's up, Peggy? Hey, and Peggy. I imagine I imagine Michelle Brown is here as well. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Um, let's see. Legion is here. Thanks for going live ahead of the normal intro time. Been sitting on the toilet waiting to release the moment you started talking. <laughs> Which is generally what happens when we start talking. Great. Yeah, we just so that's, let it uh, flow. That's great. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what he means ahead of the normal intro time because, shoot, our, yeah, our stream late. our stream went tits up yeah. in a rapid fashion. We started five minutes late. Um, let's start with, what are we starting with? Not that, although you can find us on Locals if you want to. Let's start with this. College professor in California was suspended for sharing gendered chocolate bars in a communal candy bowl. The bars with nuts are called he, him, and the bars without nuts are called she, her. His suspension has nothing to do with the nut, with nut allergies. These, of course, are Jeremy's chocolates. Uh, Jeremy yes. Boring of the Daily Wire. He brought these out when... Was it Skittles Hershey's. or Emma? Or was it Hershey's? Hershey's. Okay. Hershey's. Her, she. That's right. Hershey did their. Um, On International Women's, Women's Day, Day. Women's Day candy. And they used uh, trannies in their advertising. They were including trans women as she, hers. And so the Daily Wire got. A bug up their ass and made chocolate And bars. they put her, she on their label. Yes. Yeah. And like within a day. The Daily Wire had these chocolate bars available for people, which is a remarkable turnaround. Right. Anyway, this fella, he's gay, by the way, gay professor placed on leave for sharing chocolate that affirms biology of sex, he says. A California community college is investigating a tenured history professor for the serious misconduct of handing out chocolate, he claims. The, uh, the composition of the chocolate wasn't the problem for Madeira Community College, David Richardson told Just the News. It was the gender pronouns on the wrappers, he, him, for chocolate bars containing nuts, and she, her, for the nutless versions, reflecting the human sexual binary. He shared the human resources letter delivered by a uniformed police officer Monday evening at his home. The State Center Community College District informed the 33-year veteran he, he was on paid administrative leave pending an investigation into unspecified allegations of creating a hostile work environment and harassing and discriminating against other colleagues based on gender. In the meantime, Richardson is banned from non-public areas of the district and his uh, Madeira email and, uh, sorry, non-public areas of the district and his Madeira email, I don't know what that means, and prohibited from any action which could be construed as retaliation against anyone. I thought I was reading that wrong. He can't access his school email. Non-public areas of the district. Are they talking about just the school, the, the yeah. community well, college, or the yeah. district he lives in? He's, no, 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 he's, no. The, the school district. Like the, so they can't, I guess because it's a public, um, I assume because it's public space, they can't ban him from the public spaces, but like he can't be in classrooms, he can't be in offices, 
he can't be in those spaces and he can't, he doesn't have access to his email. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's written poorly. Right. From the of the school district property, that should right. say. I mean, yeah. that that's telling me that he's banned from anywhere in his the district he lives in. Right. Um, the uh, in the meantime, no, wait, sorry. The self-described gay conservative was already suing for sanctions following a previous investigation into his behavior during a mandatory October 2021 pronoun etiquette seminar led by a transgender chemistry professor, Jamie MacArthur. He was um, he it, it may maybe it says in here. He used the, uh, I think it's at the beginning, he used the pronouns do-re-mi in that mandatory seminar. Danielle, the pronoun etiquette seminar, he used the pronouns do-re-mi and was uh, put on suspension for that. And I think it says in there that um, that transgender person that led that seminar had just started identifying as transgender and then within six months was back to identifying by his biological gender but that this dude got in trouble for misgendering him every every classroom in the country right now in 2023 is allowed to describe conservatives as nazis right every single one there's no prohibition on it. Nobody gets in trouble for doing it. Every, every classroom in the country is allowed to refer to Donald Trump in the most awful manner. And there's no retribution for it. There's no punishment for it. The second you cross this transgender red line, all bets are off. Free We're at a point right now where free speech no longer exists over that particular issue. It just doesn't exist. Yes, we can talk about it here on Rumble. Right. But try talking about it in a coffee shop. Try talking about it in a uh, local commissioner's meeting. Try talking about it in school. Try talking about it on YouTube. That's why Try we're talking about it on YouTube. Almost exclusively on Rumble. Yeah, and Facebook. Yeah. They, Facebook are cracking down on it. This is the one thing that appears to be just completely verboten. You, you shall not be derogatory towards the trannies. Otherwise, all bets are off. There was, um, there was a homeless guy. I think it was in New York. He wiped his, he wiped his butt with a pride flag. That's what was available. It's a homeless guy. He, I'm sure he doesn't have $70 to buy a, a, carton of toilet paper he pooped on a floor in a restaurant and then grabbed two pride flags and used them. But Did go he, ahead. I mean, he, it wasn't... So he shit on the floor of a restaurant. Yes. Did that, he really? So, yes. 
somebody went over like they were cleaning up fixing to open and somebody like noticed the smell and they were like what is that went over found it found the flag laying it and i'm sorry i know i just jumped your story but went back and found footage of it found the guy and the police went out and found him not because he pooed in the restaurant but right. go ahead right he he's not arrested and charged with a hate crime for taking a, a crap on a restaurant floor. Yeah, it's not public indecency or any of that. He's been arrested and charged with a hate crime, which don't exist in America. We have no federal hate crime legislation, but he's been arrested and charged with a hate crime for using a pride flag to clean up after the fact. That's what he was charged with. The defacement of property, the destruction of property, the vandalism, that's not the crime anymore. The crime is disrespecting a pride flag. We live in a country where it is considered protected speech to set fire and burn the American flag. Stars and stripes, oh glory. Right. That's protected speech. Apparently, it's not protected speech to deface a pride flag. I may have to put this theory to the test. Yeah, I found the story. It was um, uh, Buceo 95 Tapas Bar on West 95th Street and Broadway on Upper West Side. Oh, Tapas? I mean, they're, they're eating balls of crap anyway. Yeah. So, on know. April 15th, about 10 a.m., as the day crew was setting up, he grabbed two uh, rainbow flags off a table relieved himself on one of the, so he relieved himself on one of the flags and then wiped himself with the other. It's amazing. A, a tenured professor, tenured, mind you, yep. on suspension and being investigated for handing out candy bars with pronouns on them. And I think what he did was it was like an open house or something and he had them in a bowl. And they don't, they're not derogatory. No. They don't, they don't say only men can be men. They don't say that men can't be a woman. They just say him, his, and hers, right? Right. That's it. One happens to have nuts. The other one doesn't. It wasn't disrespectful to anyone. They just took it that way. Right. And now a tenured professor is suspended for this. And I would think you would have to know what the he, him, she, her candy bars were to know to be offended by it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and somebody, obviously somebody did, and they, they took offense. Right, and, and they because, knew who he was. Because it's a sacred cow, and you can't, it's like, you can't go after the trannies just like you can't go after Muhammad, right? right. There'll be a fatwa put on your head. This is, this is what this... This is what I think this trans, uh, this tranifesto is going to expose. I think the reason they don't want to release it is because the rest of the country is going to figure out just how radical and how dangerous these transgender, yep. uh, these transgender terrorists actually are. Hey, Hans, what's going on, brother? Hey, Hans. You can't, you can't say anything about these people. You can't cry. You, we're not allowed to, to make the definitive scientific factual statement that men can't be women. That 
will soon be a hate crime. It is in other countries. In England, it already is. In Canada, it already is. Right. You can't make those statements. You can't wipe your ass on a pride flag, even if it's the only thing around. You can set fire to a a U.S. flag, but you can't deface a pride flag. Something's wrong there. Something is very wrong there. And it should concern everybody. Anybody that uh, anybody that respects co- the Constitution, anybody that thinks we're a free country, that should concern you. Right. You can set fire to one of those support the police flags. We say it all the time. Black BLM, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, they set fire to those things on a regular basis. Why is that not a hate crime? Because there's no such thing as a hate crime. Because there's no such thing as a damn hate crime. Yeah. Because every bit of this is protected expression. But for some reason, there's a a new standard, a different standard for trannies. And I don't get it. And And as long as you own the American flag or the blue line flag or whatever it is, you do have the right to burn it. Mm Mm-hmm. You, I believe you should not to, but you do have a right to do it. And if you own the pride flag, you have the right to poop on it and wipe your butt with the other one. Like I said, I may have to put this to the test. I mean, I'm not sure how you would... Burn a pride flag? I mean, you would douse oh. in gasoline and set well, fire to it. Well, that's he didn't burn it. He... It's not rocket science. Oh, no. I, I, yeah, no, he didn't burn it. He, he I know defaced, how you would... But, yeah. Test the burning. I was just wondering how far you were going to take the. Yeah, um, but defacing defacing the flag is defacing the flag. No matter how you do it, that's right. in sure. my opinion that's protected expression. If I choose to burn a pride flag, which I hadn't up until right. I hadn't even thought about it up until now, but now I'm seriously thinking about it. If if my nation's flag isn't protected. Why the hell should that flag be protected by made-up laws? And they hate crime. Please. All right, let's move on. I'm, I'm going to use... I, I tried using their story, and it was just poorly written. I'm going to use my own notes for this next one. My own notes. <sighs> Thank you. Um, Let's talk about... Where is she? There she is. Talk about this young lady, shall we? Linda, I think Yakarina. Mm-hmm. Maybe Yasarina. Yakarino. I don't know. Elon Musk has announced his successor, seasoned advertising executive Linda Yakarino. Musk made the announcement less than a month after Yakarino interviewed him at a panel titled Twitter 2.0, Danielle, from Conversations to Partnerships. Yakarino, who's currently employed by NBC Universal, has a vast amount of experience in ad partnerships and is well known for her work in marketing campaigns and initiatives. Yakarino has a significant history in, ad- in the advertising industry, having held various positions throughout her career. Before joining NBC Universal, she worked at Turner Broadcasting, uh, the ad agency Olgavi. Olgavi and Mather, um, and uh, she also was at the World Economic Forum for a little bit, the WEF. She was a, a stooge. She was a stooge of Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. We have a clip from that interview she did with Elon Musk, Danny. We'll take a look at that real quick. So you've got a massive platform. You have a vision that is a spectrum of just daily open source conversation. And, And they can conduct their lives, their business, their commerce, whatever they can do on your platform. That's a pretty big vision. But, but in the middle should be um, advertising opportunity. That sounds like a great opportunity. I can talk about my brand, mm-hmm. I can get my customers to communicate, and then they could also buy stuff. That sounds yes. pretty good, right? You'll be able to buy things just directly on Twitter. One click, boom, done. But they need to feel that there is a, an opportunity for them to influence what you're building that vision, what we're doing here, whether it's me trying to push and prod you uh, on your tweets. Um, For example, you've said uh, you probably shouldn't tweet after 3 a.m. Well, I've got myself into... Probably good advice for all of us. I've gotten myself into trouble a few times. Um, I'm I'm very aware of those. Um, So after 3 a.m., you travel all over the world. Lord knows how you handle time zones in space. Will you commit to be a little more uh, specific and not tweet after 3 a.m.? People in this room would, would like to see that. It'll um, make them feel more I will, confident. I will aspire to, to tweet to less after 3 a.m. But, I mean, it, it is important that, you know, I mean, if I were to say, yes, you can influence me, that would be wrong. That would be very wrong. Because me, that would be a diminishment of freedom of speech. But I want to be specific about influencing it's more of an open feedback loop for the advertising experts in this room to help develop Twitter into a place where they will be excited about investing more money. Product development, ad safety, content moderation. That's what the influence is. We'll dig into that in a second for a little context at the World Economic Forum, Danielle. She was the chair of the Media, Entertainment, and Information Industry Group. Um, In that role, she helped lead the group's efforts to develop initiatives to address global challenges and has worked to foster collaboration between industry leaders and policymakers. She also advocated for the importance of diversity and inclusion in the media and entertainment industries. She interviewed Elon Musk there and her focus. So I've heard a lot of people concerned about this woman and possibly rightly so. I don't really know. And I don't think we will know until she really takes over and starts implementing whatever her vision is. But her vision to me appears to focus purely on marketing. That that's her specialty everywhere. She's worked, including at the, the world economic forum, her specialty was marketing. Well, and that's what we heard. You know, we had sort of some rumors on, I guess, Thursday that that Elon had narrowed down his choice and that it was about making Twitter profitable. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense based on that, based on, you know, what we were hearing. And that's the thing. It has to be, Right. He paid $44 billion for the thing. He has investors. He has to make it profitable. He's got to make money. It's not making money in its current iteration. 
the way right. the way it's going right now. And look, I know that people are happy that the content moderation boards were dissolved. To a point, there's still content moderation taking place on Twitter, and there has to be. And right. it's going to continue, and I'll, I'll wager it's going to have to get worse in order for Twitter to be profitable. And so the, here's the question. First of all, do we do we want Twitter to stay around in any form? If the answer is yes, then you need you need to want Twitter to be profitable because it won't exist without making money. Who do you want at the helm of it? Somebody that is 100% focused on content moderation and censorship like the prior bunch Yoel Roth and uh who is the Indian girl oh Vijaya Gotti Vijaya Gotti do you want people like that no or do you want somebody who has a proven record of growing businesses making them profitable but it comes at the expense of some content moderation. And that's what she's talking about there. She's talking about some con it's it's the the level of content moderation necessary to to give your investors, your advertisers who are investors in your platform, to give them a stake, to to get them excited about building this this business this industry whatever it is building it with you right i happen to think that that's where her focus is going to be now elon calls himself a free speech absolutist he's not no he's not we've seen many examples of it S since he took over twitter he makes these snap decisions and uh censors somebody and then reverses his decision it's it's kind of a cluster at the moment, to be honest with you, with Elon at the helm. It's entertaining. It sure is funny, but it's a mess. This woman maybe will bring some stability to the platform. And quite frankly, I think many people are lost on Twitter without rules. What I mean by that is... Let's take me, for example. I'm going to push limits until I find that line, right? If there, oh, are, yes. no, if there are no defined rules, I'm going to push those limits to find out what the limit is. With defined rules, I already know how far I can go, how far I can take things, and I can ratchet it back eh, one or two notches below that red line or I can choose to cross that red line and get banned. Right. Everything's a choice, obviously. But I think a lot of people are in that position on Twitter right now. They're, I think it has gotten intentionally nasty because I think people are testing what they can get away with. Right. Well, it's kind of Iliade's chaos versus cosmos, right? We seek cosmos. We seek that, you know, like you said, order, right? We seek to have our world be ordered and sort of 
rule bound, but outside of that, there's chaos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, people are sort of dabbling in the chaos because the cosmos in Twitter isn't defined right now. Right. So you got to cut that out. Right. Because, and especially if you want it to make money and you want people to buy into it. I would rather have somebody at the helm who's concerned about making it a viable platform for advertisers, especially when you consider what Elon wants to do. He wants to make this a video platform. He wants to make it an actual competitor to YouTube. That's right. great for us. That's great for us, especially if there's if it's monetized, if there's advertising. If there's no advertising, then what's the point? It's just right. another, it's just another platform. Right. There won't be monetization unless there are some guidelines. There have to be some guidelines. Now, here's where I'm here's where I draw the limit. Criticizing the transgender. That would be one of my red lines. You can't you can't prevent that. You shouldn't be able to stop that. <clears throat> Censoring store any story, censoring stories should not be allowed. I don't care if some advertisers disagree with a particular story. Too bad. A story's right. a story. Facts are facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. Isn't that what um, Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro says, yeah. says? But there have to be some rules. You shouldn't be on Twitter making death threats to people. Now, the majority of those threats I see come from the left. They come from violent, radical leftists who are hiding behind an anonymous profile. And because of that, they're, they, they're a lot braver than they would be if they were talking to you face to face. But that kind of stuff should be stopped. The pro the, the, we saw it before under the old regime and they had a completely other view of that. They lived in a, in a world where the left could attack and threaten and criticize whomever they wanted. And if anybody on the right dared to try and defend themselves or defend their position, they were banned. Right. I don't want to see that. I've said this in the past, the lefties, the lefties, it's, it's all going to, it's all going to turn come 180. And the stuff you get get away with now is the stuff you're going to be shut down for in the future. I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see the left persecuted on Twitter any more than I wanted to see the right persecuted on Twitter. I want people to be able to say what they want to say within reason. I'm not a free speech absolutist. There are absolutely some things I know I shouldn't say. Some of those things I say anyway. Come on, Nate, don't make that face. No, that wasn't. No, that wasn't the face that you think it was. That was the. So should you not be allowed to say it or should you be allowed to say it? And then you govern yourself not to say it. Because I, I 100 percent agree there are things that you shouldn't say that we shouldn't say. But I don't. On someone else's platform, there are things you should not be allowed to say. Simple as that. If somebody else is making the rules 
I, we went. We talked about this when Twitter was a uh, 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 horrific place for conservatives. It's their sandbox. We, right. we have to play by their rules. I don't want to see the other side have to play by that same set of rules because it wasn't fair to conservatives when it was going on. It wouldn't be fair to leftists if it's going on either. But we we have to be able to say the things we need to say. For example, this transgender is a threat to the to the fabric of America. It's a threat to American society. You have to be able to express that. If you can't express that, then again, what's the point of the platform? I'm not too worried about this woman. I think her focus is going to be purely on marketing and building this as a viable business. I think somewhere that will be useful for people like our creators like us. And I do think that's come at, going to come at the expense of some content moderation. But I don't think it's going to be anything like it was before because Elon Musk is still the owner. She still has to answer to him. And while he's absolutely not a free speech absolutist, he does value free speech. But he also isn't going to want to get involved in every single piddly little dispute. Right. Like he does now. He doesn't get involved in every, but he gets involved in some of the most ridiculous piddly little disputes. People asking him, why was my, why, why was my content taken down? Right. Shit like that. Yeah. He needs to be off inventing rockets, not worrying about that. Yeah. I hope that you're right. I think I have a little more concern about her than you do. Some of the things that I've read about her just make me concerned about her views on equity. I think just worry me about, again, I hope that you're right. And I, I understand your, I don't even know if I call it an argument. Um, but I mean, I understand what you're saying about that. It has to be viable. Like it has to be economically viable to be viable. Right. right. I get that. But I just worry about, I don't know. I think she's going to be more of a, um, Censor. More, censor of a, more of a tyrant. More of a yeah. tyrant than yeah. we're currently used to. Um, no, no. I mean, then I think then, well, yeah, then we're used to with Elon for definitely for sure. Absolutely. But it has to be. That's but the I thing think for she's it to be, be a more, not more than that, but more, I think more than what you are suggesting. But I mean, time will tell, right? We have okay. to wait. And see. Sure. Time, time will tell. Yeah. Just, I, I'm not nearly as concerned as I've heard other people talking about her. But again, we shall see if they immediately start implementing content moderation panels and cramming them full of leftists like they did the last time. If there's right. no balance, right, if the rules aren't applied equally, right. then it's simply going to go back to the way it was. And that's the key with content moderation. You've got to apply the rules equally. Right. And this is where YouTube have failed. This is where Twitter failed. This is where Facebook have failed. They they took to censoring things they simply disagreed with. Didn't matter if it was offensive. Right. Didn't matter if it was... Per, it, it could be perfectly legal speech. Yeah, it didn't matter if it was true. And they would censor it simply because they disagreed with it. Because it didn't match their ideolo ideology. Right. I have a problem with that. I don't think we're going to see Twitter go back to that. I really don't. 
And I'm not worried about equity and inclusion on Twitter because you know what? You can either be on there or you can't. And there's nothing she can do about that. There's literally nothing she can do about that. How do you make it more diverse? Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that's what they were trying to do before by making it a hostile environment for conservatives. That didn't make it more, that made it less diverse. That's the thing. They're, them going after conservatives and driving them off made made for less diversity well, on Twitter. It's diversity in air quotes, right? It's a it's a, a breeding ground for leftists and yeah. progressive ideas. So when somebody says diversity, that's immediately what I think. They're not looking for diversity. Yeah, that's why I'm not worried about it, though, because she's she's a marketing expert. She knows there's absolutely nothing that that you can do from a marketing perspective to, to make a platform more diverse. It just can't be done. People either choose to sign up or they don't. They choose to stick around or they don't. Well, you can make it more inviting. You can, you can make it. I mean, and I, I, I would think that that's what she's talking about when she's talking about content moderation and that, that at least that that's what I took from it for, for content moderation. She's talking from a marketing perspective is the way she's looking at it. What is appealing to advertisers? What are What do advertisers want to attach their name to? What do they want to keep away from? That's, that's the kind of thing she's talking about. And that's difficult in the online space because right. generally all these ads are, they're filled by algorithm. Right. right. It's not like it's not like at a network where somebody is actually going through a rundown and saying, OK, on this break, we're going to show these X, Y and Z commercials. Um, they. Uh, they throw these ads. Anywhere that you've seen it on YouTube, if you if you have ads on YouTube. You've been watching oh, a, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be watching whatever, a Fox News segment. And all of a sudden an ad will come on for some leftist politician. Because there's yes. no, there's no thought given. You to know, it. I've wondered about that. Like, and exactly that, be watching like Brett Cooper and get an ad for like just the most progressive leftist crap. And I'm like, okay, are they targeting that at me or at Brett Cooper's audience? Like. What is the, but there is no target at all. They're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes that's much ex more sense. exactly what they do. And okay. then when advertisers get paired up with content that they don't like, and it's okay for an advertiser to say, I don't like that content. Don't put my ads on it. When that happens, they get in touch with the company. And this is what YouTube have done. They've got in touch with the company and said, you can't, put our ads on that content we find that to be offensive and youtube instead of developing an algorithm that actually works they just started to demonetize channels they started to say well your content is the problem right we're going to demonetize you instead of pairing up their content with advertisers that were appropriate for that right. content of which there are many there are a ton of people out there that would love to advertise during a fox news segment on youtube right. Or a Crowder segment on YouTube. 
But the or a the algorithm crazy green haired lesbian show. Right. The algorithm doesn't work that way. And maybe right. maybe this woman will be able to come up with something that works better, that fits in better. Now Legion says I'm terribly wrong again. I think I think I'm not. And we will see. I haven't been wrong about anything yet. But I think her focus is going to be marketing. Her focus is going to be pairing advertisers with content that is actually a match. If she's successful at it, if she's successful at it, it means that there's potential for other platforms and maybe right. they'll be able to take a step back and look at it differently as well instead of just immediately going to demonetization. Because I'll tell you what, YouTube would love to make money off of content like Crowder's. They would love to. Think about the money that they're giving up by demonetizing Crowder's platform, right. this channel. They'd love to be able to get some of that. They've expressed that because they've gone to him and said, well, if you change one, two, or three things, we'll be able to remonetize you. They want him to change it, not as Legion says, for control. They want him to change it to appease the advertisers. Right. That's why they want it changed. That's, that's a universal rule among all these platforms. People think it's, no, it's about control. It's not. It never has been about control. It's always been about money. Now, the content moderation boards, they morphed into organizations that did want to exert their will. They absolutely did. But we don't have that at Twitter right now. So right. I'm, I'm not wrong until they start to get those boards back in place and until those boards start to apply the rules unevenly. I don't, I don't see us going back there. I think Elon needs this to be a successful business. For that to happen, he needs, he needs diversity. That means he needs people on the left. He needs people on the right. He needs people in the middle. He needs everybody on that platform. Look at what they're doing with Tucker Carlson. He needs that to happen. Right. His marketing, his CEO, who is a marketing expert, pretty sure she understands that. I don't know that this woman's necessarily coming into this job with any political ideology. She's worked for, she was appointed to boards by Donald Trump and she was appointed to boards by Joe Biden. She's worked for Republicans. She's worked for Democrats. Donald Trump's not a Republican. Sure. Sure. But I'm not seeing the concerns here that I've seen other people express. Maybe I am wrong. All right. Well, we, you, we, you and I are we are on the record. So let's. You want to talk about Scary Poppins? Yeah. Hey, did we say hey to Bill Campbell? Hey, Bill Campbell. If we didn't say hey to you, what's up, Bill? Good to see you, buddy. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Nina Jankowitz, Scary Poppins, as some people know her. She's filed a defamation lawsuit against Fox News, Danielle. 
according uh, accusing the network of lying about her and her role in her short-lived stint at the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Disinformation Board, the Ministry of Disinformation. Um, <laughs> she alleges that Fox News ignored the facts and deliberately spread false and malicious claims about her and the board for eight months, mentioning her or the board over 300 times in its segments. Um, it led to her being doxxed, threatened, harassed relentlessly, and cyber-stalked, she claims in her lawsuit. Some uh, some examples of the harm she's claiming is um, they called her a disinfo overlord who was tasked with policing uh, what you say online, claiming that she was unhinged and a minister minister of truth who wanted to control what you think, accused of being a useful idiot she uh, <laughs> who was working for China. Uh, suggesting that she was part of a deep state plot to censor conservatives and implying that she was involved in a cover-up of the of 2020 election fraud, all of which is true. Mm -hmm. Everything that every every claim that she's making in her suit are in fact things that she did. She was the minister of truth, the ministress of disinformation mm -hmm. um she was unhinged just go look at her mary poppins mm -hmm. video she's most definitely well she's an idiot i don't know how useful she is she was absolutely part of a deep state plot to censor conservatives the entire yeah. ministry of truth was mm -hmm. and she herself spread more misinformation about vaccines and about covid she spread more information than fox news spread about her definitely we've just talked about it before defamation suits are very difficult to win fox i imagine has some pretty good lawyers they were smart enough to bail out of the dominion suit Right. Because you know when you've defamed someone. And th they knew that they were onto In a loser hot water. with that one. This one they'll settle. They're not going to go to court for this. They're not going to settle for anywhere near what Dominion got. They'll settle this. I'm going to say 50 million is what Jesus. they're roughly going to end up settling this for. Um... But if they do choose to actually go to court on this one, I don't think they'll have a hard time winning this, Fox News. However, this suit's been filed in the same court that just heard the Dominion, uh, or that was going to hear the Dominion voting case, the same court that heard deposition and, uh, you know, was, was doing all the preliminary things. And now Fox have filed a uh, a case to move change it yep to change venue still in Delaware but they want to go from uh, Delaware Superior Court to a federal court and they want to get out from underneath this uh, this judge I'm guessing I bet they do yeah 
And, you know, a lot, I think a lot of their decision to settle the Dominion thing was probably because of the judge, the rulings he hand, he or she, I don't know who it is, the rulings that were handed down, um, any, any potential favoritism that right. they saw going in a particular direction. Um, this, this woman, look, I, I, I understand, I get why she's doing this. Who she should be suing is the Joe Biden administration, quite frankly, right. for, for just throwing for her to the wolves. Doing that to her, yes. Yeah. Just brutal what they did to her. They announced her, and within within a couple of months yeah. of her just being brutal, and she was getting brutalized. Yeah. Including by us. Yeah. But nothing we said was defamatory. Everything we said was, first of all, opinion which is what Fox is. Well, I mean, they, they do bill themselves as uh, news, I suppose. But everything everyone was saying was opinion because nobody actually knew what this disinformation board was going to do. Wait, In so fact, could you call somebody a useful idiot and just say it's opinion so then you're okay? Useful idiot is simply opinion. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I thought that's what would get you in trouble for just spouting your opinion. No, you can do op that? an opinion, but opinion cannot be defamatory. That's okay. that's a legal. That's a, a, an actual legal precedent. Oh, yeah, opinion. Right, then. Opinion cannot. That's what I thought be. would get them in trouble. That they called her unhinged and a useful idiot. No, those those are simply opinions, and and by definition, cannot be okay. defamatory. Um, however, according to Homeland Security. Uh, the board was an internal wor working group within the DHS with no authority or power to intervene in disinformation. Its purpose was to ensure that DH DHS followed best practices in combating disinformation while protecting Americans' freedom of speech, privacy, and civil liberties. They didn't tell us that at the time. Mm-hmm. They threw this woman out there to the wolves and right. said, and said, go crack down on speech. Right. Go crack down on misinformation. We're going to put you in charge of determining what is misinformation and letting you combat it. Because this is literally what we were told when she was put out there. Now they've changed their line a little bit. This is uh, Mayorkas who's, who's saying this now, as opposed to what they were saying then. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think Fox will settle this. Um, again, when you, when you go to court in these civil matters, pretty much anything is fair game. And I think Fox is going to want to avoid a lot of that. This right. one, I mean, comparatively, I think this one's going to be reasonably inexpensive to uh to settle for fox news um and they have what is it they have another defamation suit pending from smartmatic an electronics company an electronic equipment a company again related back to 2020 which right. they're going to be uh they're going to be up to their neck in in addition to this so yeah i think this one will be settled like i said i get why she's doing it but I think this is She's either mad at the wrong people. 
I don't know. This is either a targeted thing, you know, an, an attempt to bring down Fox, pile on as many lawsuits as possible to see uh, to see how much damage can be done, or, or or she's just a moron. And I'm she's I'm a useless idiot. Yeah, yeah, a useless idiot. Um, because or she just wants a quick, easy settlement. Maybe she'll settle for 10 mil, you know? But I don't see any merit to this. Everything they're accused of is, is true. Right. Now, I don't know about the doxing. I don't know about the stalking, the cyber stalking, the threats. I absolutely imagine some of that happened. And, you know, Alex Jones got slapped for that. Right. For the harassment that some of those families of the um, but school. Here's the difference. We were all on her like everybody was going after Scary Poppins. What Alex Jones did, Alex Jones made up and he was the only one saying those things. Right. So if somebody said, well, you know, I saw somebody in the shop, right? And they said that Sandy Hook didn't happen and that my wife and I made it up. That came from Alex Jones. Well, but and, I wonder how she can isolate Fox News and say Fox News is why this crazy person doxed me or stalked me or whatever. And they're going to have to go back to the official narrative at the time. And let's not forget, part of the official narrative was coming from Joe Biden. Right. The guy's, a, this is my opinion, the guy's an imbecile. Right. He says, he says the craziest stuff that the White House constantly has to walk back. But the fact is, if he says it, it's newsworthy. And if he tells us this is going to be his disinformation czar, what are we going to believe? Right. If he chooses not to explain what disinformation czar means, that's on him. The rest of us are going to express our opinions on it. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know. I mean, there's like, there's a lot of conspiratorial rabbit holes you can go down here, right? When you look at the, look at the number of lawsuits coming against Fox right now, the, where they're coming from, the kind of people that would really like to see Fox disappear. Right. Or I, you know, or I can say she's just a complete idiot and doesn't know what she's getting into. Let's remember, this is the woman that was raising money on, uh, what was it? Uh, one of those GoFundMe things. Right. Yep. We went over this telling, uh, t again, talk about misleading people. Talk about misinformation. Her entire blurb was that she needs to get more security. And then in the fine print at the very bottom, the where nobody's going to go read after 30 paragraphs of bullshit, it was about, no, this is to fund my lawsuits. Right. This money is simply to fund my lawsuits. She lied in her own GoFundMe. Well, not technically, because the information she was there. Obfuscated. Yes. And that's what Fox News have done. They gave information along with opinion. It's exactly what she did on her own GoFundMe. She gave information along with opinion. And um, 
I think she fooled people. I, I actually well, think she uh, she raised money with with uh, bad intentions. But I don't know that she gave information along with opinion. She gave information sure, after a just, bunch of subterfuge. Yeah, I mean that's I was just you know. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. No. She didn't. She lied. She misled folks. But she hey, buyer people. beware, right? Yeah. She misled people. I imagine a little bit of that money went to security. And the majority of it is going to fund this lawsuit against Fox. Right. And if you had read far enough into her 90 paragraphs of nonsense and gotten to the teeny tiny print at the bottom and right. hit the uh, command plus on your keyboard to zoom right. in yeah, your screen enough times, you would have read. You didn't have to do that because we blew it up for you and right. put it on the screen for you to read. Um, she tried to hide that information from. That's right. From that's right. She went on for paragraphs and paragraphs about oh, how yeah. she was being doxxed and stalked yeah. and cyber stalked and harassed. And she was afraid for her life and all the things. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. wrote a novel before yeah. you got to the, Oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, anything you donate, uh, it's going to be used in a lawsuit against, uh, people, people that I don't like. Uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, like yeah. I said, I think Fox is just going to settle it. I think it will be reasonably inexpensive. No, I mean, yeah. from, from my perspective, it's a lot of money, but from Fox's, you know, maybe they'll want to, maybe they'll just say, fine. Uh, here's 10 million, go away. Maybe they'll shut her up. Maybe that'll be enough for her to start her own little Broadway show. Her uh, disinfo the the disinformation on Broadway show. God, can you imagine? Oh God, I'd pay. I I'd pay to go see it. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. A lot of people would. I think a lot of people on the left were enamored by this woman, uh, because she could have got the likes of us shut down, Daniel. Right. But we'll see. Maybe that's coming. Maybe. Uh, Maybe the new Twitter CEO is going to just shut everyone down that she doesn't like. I don't see it happening, but we shall see. We'll That's see. It. I'm, we will, yeah. We'll I'm, keep our eyes on it. Yeah. But yeah, let's get out of here, shall we? Yep. Y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye now.